today it's story time. Okay. We'll be sharing our love story. Yes. Where it began and how can you find your life partner? Hello everybody. Hello, hello. Today we are having the big pot. We will be asking questions that come from the big pot. Um be change your whole questions from the big pot, okay? Okay. <clears throat> the first question says where and how did you meet? When is that? <laughs> yes, you can go for it. So. Okay. Yeah. We met for the first time I think in 1995. Uh, you rectify me where I'm wrong. I was doing my first year um, at 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 Telf University of the North or now Limpopo, and um, we were introduced by our mutual friend Patrick Mamavolo, yes. who thought that we were a good match. So he set us up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he set us up. Him and his wife. or his wife to be so it was to be at his wedding yeah you still remember you want me to just say everything <laughs> yes you can continue our end yeah yeah so so as to be the bride you were to be the bridesmaid yes and i was mm. to be the groomsman yes. and we were supposed to do the step together you know yeah. the, the so they paid us together Yes. Yeah, so they paired us together and that there was the first time I really saw him. And yeah, there was just some um nice vibe there when we were dancing. It was a setup. Yes. Yeah. It was a setup. <laughs> Even though at that time we were not really thinking about marriage, but the seed was planted there. Um, another question from the big pot. What was the first impression you had of your spouse? Okay, so um, the first time I saw you, what did I think about you? What did you think about me? Mm-hmm. You first. Why <laughs> was I go first? <laughs> yes, I think for me, Joe was very. cool calm and collected and that's something that i just loved about him from a distance he was not somebody who talks a lot who's everywhere he was just those three words was something that made an impression yeah yeah oh, well for me um i think my first impression uh was that you know you made me very happy Uh, I laughed so much for so long and so hard. At that stage I was not thinking about finding a life partner. Um so I did not propose or do anything of that nature. But um she's right when she says that uh, a seed was definitely planted. Yeah. So, he flew just to come to the youth conference and then but even then you didn't propose. I think I you conference you didn't. No, I think I did. No, you just you just No, I proposed. No. Yes. You didn't. No. You said you said can we meet uh, sometime during the week or during the weekend? I'll just I just want to see you and then we met in town and you proposed me. 
I think I proposed at the youth camp in my mind, in my heart, when I came to that camp, I came with one mission and one mission only to propose and get your answer as yes. It doesn't mean that all I said was this meat. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I, 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 I did share my heart and I did propose and there was no answer then. Yes. So when you did not want to say anything, that is when I proposed the next thing, best thing, which was a meeting so yes. that I could push my agenda and get your answer as yes that that's why I came to the camp. Yes, I remember now. I think you, sh- you you said something about, you know, life together and, you know, um, that you like me. And... Um... The next question says, when did you know that this is the one? Okay. Um... You first. <laughs> no, you, you first. <laughs> okay, so um, when I was praying as to whether you were the one or not, God impressed me that you were more than just a chorus leader and that um, I am to support your ministry and to play critical part in that so therefore I knew that you were the one and therefore I knew that as soon as I proposed you would know that God spoke to me and God will have spoken to you therefore just say yes and we'll be one happy uh, couple yeah, and it does look like ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately sometimes <laughs> things do take time. Yeah, unfortunately yeah. it was not like that. Yes. Yes. Right. And but Just like too long years. Yeah. Yes, well, I some think people can take time. Over a year or even longer. Yeah, I think two years. It was just too long. It was forever before I responded. <sighs> I was the lucky girl that he he waited for me. I think the beautiful thing, I still remember his word exactly what he said, Bumzila, I love you, I want to marry you, I want to be my wife, um, you are the most beautiful girl in the whole world. The thing that touched me, even though I took time, and was that I knew at that time that I was called, but then I never told anybody. So for him to say that because I was just a chorus leader, I was still young, but just involved in church stuff. But the calling thing, it I, I knew, I knew, but I never shared it with anybody. So the next question from the, the three-footed pots, the biggest yeah. pots of them all. Um, were there any shortcomings in your partner? Or did your partner tick all the boxes? There are things that are non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Um, like the person must be saved. I, I have to find my partner attractive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise, when the pastor says you may kiss the bride, how would I kiss the bride if I'm not attracted to kissing the bride? So yeah. um, then there are other things that, um, like you like saying, they are neither here nor there, they are chicken or beef type of a thing. Um, so for me at that stage I had imagined that I would always marry somebody younger than me my research the information was that you were actually much older than me then I decided that you know age is nothing but a number I'll, I'll just marry you even though you're older yeah uh, but after my proposals and everything 
turn out that you were actually two years younger than, than, than me. Yeah. And before I said yes, I was like, but you know what? He looks like he's too short. No, too tall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll be walking like this. No, man. Uh, hey, and it was like a, a, a struggle. Everything he was ticking, the boxes that I had when I was praying for a life partner, except that I wanted a tall. Those days, I used to wear Macarena high heels, you know. Uh, so you looked down on me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, it was just a turn off. Like, yo, man, this guy is too short. But I did not, you know, uh, count the fact that I was wearing Macarena, Macarena, Bambara, Keke, Macarena. Um, the next question from the big pot is how can I find a life partner? So what steps can somebody take in order to find a life partner? For, for me, step number one is prayer. Okay. Yeah, that, you know, you need to be open uh, with God, your Father, your Heavenly Father, and pray about it. Step number two, you, you need to meet potential people. I mean, if you want to get married and you're always at home, you're never going out, you're not meeting people either online or physically, how? How on earth are you going to get a life partner when you're not meeting anybody? Yeah, like going to functions, yes. weddings and uh, gatherings church conference, you yes. know, you know a person better when they are in a, in a group of people with their friends, then you know, oh, oh this is the type of people, the type of topics, they, the type of topics they engage and You must meet people who have the potential of becoming your partners. Um, you know, it doesn't help to, to be a teacher of Sunday school kids and all your meetings Sunday school, you know, or, and also online. Um, online. Yes, online. Why not? <laughs> Some people get married okay. after meeting online. Step number three, um, it's working on yourself, making yourself attractive emotionally, uh, intellectually, physically, physically and, spiritually. and spiritually. You prepare yourself, you work on yourself so that when somebody comes in your space, they find you attractive holistically and empower yourself if you have to if you're not working fine you know start a business or you know go for certain different trainings or whatever that you can do to just build build you people who don't find their life partners either they don't go out there to meet them or when they meet them they themselves are not attractive enough mm. You know, they don't have that thing that, um, you know, a person can say, this one, I will go and get cows for this person. Or, mm. or this one, I can call this one the father of my children. So instead of spending all your time uh, doing other things, you can invest in yourself and become more attractive. That like even if you are not yet there, they can see potential, you know. Yes. This person has potential together and we can be in partnership of building our own empire. Step number four, be realistic 
in your expectations. So most people have high expectations and they forget that even they themselves had to grow to be where they are. So um, you, you, you need to look beyond what you see today and uh, be able to spot gold in your partner, in the girl of your dream or the, the guy of your dream. And today they may be here, but uh, with, with your partnership, together you can go somewhere and build a strong empire and become the, the power couple that you, you aspire because um, your partner, when you meet them today, they are not a finished product. If you're gonna, if you're gonna look at them as if you know they're going nowhere, they'll never amount to anything. Tomorrow there will be something big, and then you will be looking like your eye. I, I didn't see that coming. Marriage is about building each other. It's about bringing out the best out of each other. You must be able to spot gold. In, 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 in the person that you want to spend your life with. Another question from the big pot. If I marry Mr. or Miss Wright, will I have smooth going a life without any problems or challenges? Doesn't matter even if you married the right person, even if you felt confirmation from God that this is the right person for you, you will still encounter problems. You will still have challenges. You will still face conflict. You will still face life. You know, challenges of life will hit you. It's not about whether you found Mr. Right or Miss Right. Yeah. People who have been married to one another forever are those who have been able to forgive each other, you know, to build and to show love to one another and they have learned to adjust to one another yeah. uh, because nobody's perfect when is the best time to marry a person must be must be matured must be at a level where they are physically matured and spiritually matured emotionally matured and also financially stable you must be ready for bringing another person in your life which brings more responsibilities upon your shoulder both partners because you must be in partnership if you are a guy uh, you need to be able to pay lawola age is not big factor as such but you must be there's a there's a yes. certain stage where as women it becomes difficult to give birth and uh, even for 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 the men side there's a certain stage where you need to go you need to retire so uh, you need to calculate those things but my firstborn should be at this age and when i'm this age i this is will be my last born when i retire my last born will be out of the house so these are the kind of things that you need to to calculate you don't want to retire and still have a a, a child in primary and they require so much energy they require so to much after them. energy i mean I, sleepless, uh, nights. sleepless nights and changing nappies and oh and it's a lot for that. it's a lot so you need to calculate that and then 
and then it will also help you to know how many children you want. Is there such a thing as having one's own soulmate? I don't think there's such a thing as a soulmate. Uh, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, imagine if your soulmate messes up. Uh, even before you met them, even before you ma- marry them, etc. But then just because they messed up, then it means you can never ever find the right person. It doesn't work like that. So definitely, definitely, without doubt, there, there is no such thing as uh, soulmates. Yeah, and again, in case where life happens and the other life partner um, passes, on. passes on, then if you feel like you want to remarry or get married again, um, you can still do that. I believe that God connects people for a divine purpose. And um, that is why, again, it's very important to go back to God and ask if this person is the right person for his purpose, not our own purpose. So it's not about your purpose in life or your, your happiness only. It's about God's purpose for your marriage. If I choose the wrong person and only realize after marriage that this is the wrong person. Can I divorce them? We never tell anybody to divorce. Only death can do part. So there is nobody except death that must separate you. Even the counselor when it comes to me, when you are in marriage. You Nothing must separate you. So it, it, it is both your duties to accept each other's weaknesses and embrace each other and work on your strong points uh, to build your marriage. Because you are not marrying an angel, you are not marrying a perfect person, you are marrying somebody who has uh, mistakes, who will falter and... You made a vow before God and before the church when you were get married, before the witnesses, which is the family and the people, that you will love your partner and you will um, you, you will love them uh, till death do you part. And you must stick to your vows. And it's something that we need to learn in our generation to fight to stick to our vows and. Uh, and fight and fight for our marriages because nobody's going to come and fight for your marriage. You must fight for it and give it your best energy. Divorce, um, it's, it's painful. It's not a a child's play. It takes uh, the whole of you. It drains. It takes money. Frustrates kids, families. It's a it's a very painful. Uh, experience yeah there's a difference between before marriage and after marriage so before marriage that's why it's very important to go for premarital counseling because when you see those raw red um, flags flags, uh, it's, it's okay it's okay to walk away before you say I do because once you make a covenant and that you know you you, 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 you you promise your life to somebody and for better for worse and then you break that uh, it's a problem 
but um, the, the, the beauty of premarital counseling, it helps you to see the, the red flags. We tell you that, eh, there, there's one, two, three that you have to deal with throughout your marriage. So um, when we look at it, we think you too, uh, before you go too far, it is best to, to just end it here. But it's also your decision if you feel like, you know, you will work it out, you will work those kind of things because some things will never change. You are not there in marriage to try and change somebody. That is why, my friends, it's very, very important to make sure that you are marrying the right person because divorce is a very, very, very um, uh, big problem. Thank you so much for being with us today. Don't forget to subscribe, share, like, and comment.